different Sunday evening service on Pastor Wells, and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us, regardless of what's going on in, um, around us in the world today. So I'm excited about what God is doing in our lives today. I have a treat for y'all. My wife is speaking today, so I'm excited about what God is getting ready to do. I've got my family here today. I'm excited. They surprised me by coming. There's only little blessings you get. So I'm grateful for them. Listen, I want to sing some uh, devotional songs and let us have a good time in the Lord today. Amen. Uh, Y'all can go to Psalm 42. Uh, hold on. Let's wait, wait. No, no, not 40. Let's go to uh, uh, let's go to Psalm 43. Amen. Talking about a good time. Oh, talking about a good time. Oh, good time, good time. Good time, good time. Oh, good time, good time. Oh, talking about a good, good time. Good time, good time. Thank <laughs> you. 
When you see me praying, when you see me
I tell you, I remember people coming from work. They worked all week last week. Now they got to get ready for work next week. So they come on in the house of God and they start shouting and praising God. Maybe not the people out the way too, you know, pushing them out the way. Yeah, I'm always going to get my praise on. And they start shouting and carrying on. And then the usher is trying to hold them back. And they're like, let me go, let me praise God. But I tell you something. Those days are still here where you can praise God. Forget about when you come over here to Tabernacle of the Limits, you can enjoy the Lord all by yourself. I'm not going to stop you from praising the, the Lord. Now, if you fill it with the devil, I'm going to get you delivered in Jesus' name. You'll be delivered. You'll let me free in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm excited. Oh, here it comes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, uh, this song y'all may not know. Those of y'all just coming for the first time. This is an old song. And, and this actually is a, uh, um, I think this song is from uh, the Bahamas. And it goes like this. If Jesus goes with me, I'll go anywhere. If heaven to me. If Jesus goes with me, I'll go anywhere. It happens to me wherever I be, as long as he's there. I count it, it a privilege in him. My cross is my If Jesus goes with me, I'll go. Anyway, you don't understand the word. If Jesus goes with you, you come. Help me wherever I be, as long as he's there. And then it said, I counted a privilege in him. My cross, everybody got their own personal cross to be. If Jesus goes with me, I'll go. If Jesus goes with me, I'll go. Anywhere. Whatever it is. Oh, my God. All right. Right, yeah, here's the moment I want to pray for my wife before she comes and deliver the word of God today. Father, we thank you. We magnify you. We adore you for your mercies and kindness towards us. We thank you for the word of God today. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for the sacrifice that Christ has done for us to bring deliverance and salvation for all eyes. For everybody listening under the sound of my voice, I ask that you touch, heal, deliver, and make free. Amen. And next voice you hear is the Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Please. Thank you. Praise the Lord. 
I don't know. If, can you see me? <laughs> praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord and welcome to the Tabernacle of Deliverance, INC, where our pastor is Bernard Wells. I'm your host today, Evangelist Maxine Wells. And it's just a privilege to come before you today, to those out there in the audience live stream, and to those that are here today, we welcome you once again. We welcome you, we welcome you, we welcome you. And uh, today, you know, we just want to thank God because it's another day that he has given us an opportunity to come and worship and fellowship together. Um, he's given us an opportunity to just, you know, um, thank him for another day because there are those that they didn't make it to this day. So we have to give God the glory and the praise. Amen. 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 So I just want to, and I'm, I say a lot of amens, because you know, so be it. I do, I say a lot of amens, because it's just this, just go amen. <laughs> so we want to um, we want to begin with a word of prayer once again. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for another day, oh God. We thank you for an opportunity to come before you. Oh Lord, we ask you to forgive us our sins, oh God. Cleanse our hearts, oh God, from all unrighteousness. Oh Lord. Let your word come forth, O oh God, O oh Lord, through me, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God, that you are the author and finisher of our faith, O oh God. We cannot do nothing without you. I cannot stand up here without you, O oh God. We thank you. We thank you. We give your name the honor, glory, and the praises. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm just going to put this up. So I can see. Okay, so we already did our song service. I was like, oh, well, I'm going to sing a song. But I think we'll sing some songs after. We just want to get right into the, the message, right to the word of God. So today our um, message and the title of the message is God, God is able to destroy both body and soul. That's the title of the message. God is able to destroy both body and soul. Now I'm taking from different scriptures, uh, but the first, uh, I'm gonna give you like an introduction to this uh, message. So why do some people fear man more than God? Why is it? For some reason we seem to sometimes fear man more than God. I mean, sometimes we'll do We'll like, oh, I can't do this in front of this person. I can't do that in front of this person. But when it comes to God, we're like, who cares? You know, some people, I'm not saying everyone. I'm just saying there are some people that are that way. The word body, because remember the title is God is able to destroy both body and soul. The word body means the material part of a man in contrast with the soul and the spirit. So you have body, soul, and spirit. Amen. The word soul means a living being, a person, right? Both of these words can, they can synonymously be the same or distinctly, you know, they can have a clear distinction. For instance, and I'm taking this, this actual, what I'm reading from is from the Combined Bible Dictionary and Concordance. One aspect of this distinction is that spirit is used with reference to man's relationship to God, while soul infers to individuality of man, right? Example, man is a part of God. 
So we see that, you know, the spirit man use more worshiping, worship, but the soul is your, your relationship with the Lord. And we want our soul to be right with the Lord. Amen. So let us go to Genesis 1 and 27. Genesis 1 and 27. Habits. Amen. Genesis 1 and 27. I'm going to begin. So God created man in his own image. And in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So we see here that you're talking about the body. God created the body, created the soul, created the spirit. And it ties into God is able to destroy both body and soul because he so because he created the body and the soul, just like how he created it, he can also take it away. Amen. And if we're gonna go to Genesis 2 and 7. when you have it, Genesis 2 and 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. So once again, we see that we're talking about the almighty God. He created man, right? He created man from the beginning. He's, he's the one that breathed life into man and made him a living soul. But remember, he created male and female, right? He created man first, the male, and then the female. The Bible talks about that. I mean, I know sometimes we get, you know, you have the scientific and they start to go, well, who was first and, you know, all that. But we know that the Bible talks about that man, God created man first and then female. Amen. So let us go to Matthew 10 and 28. And this is where the title comes from. God is able to destroy both body and soul. Matthew 10 and 28. A little warm in here today. Usually it's cold. <laughs> Okay, Matthew 10 and 28. And fear not them, we're talking about them, meaning man, which kill the body, but are not able to kill, to kill the soul, but rather fear him, which is able to destroy both body, both soul and body in hell. Now, I know this message may seem a little, I don't know if you want to say harsh, to some, but this is something that we need to know because it's always, you, you, you know, sometimes people, they're preaching or they're speaking, they're always talking about heaven, which is fine, you go to heaven, going to go to heaven, but heaven is a prepared place, right? For people that are prepared to go there. So we wanna, we wanna also let you know that if you don't live right, there is another place that you will go to, which is hell. However, it's saying, 
And once again, and fear not them which kill the body. Right? So we're talking about once again man. So we you see sometimes where you have um different uh things that happen to an individual, uh, as far as you having someone, you know, hurting someone else. Um but they're able to kill that body. So they're able to destroy the body, but they can't destroy the soul. The soul will live on, whether it lives in heaven or it lives in hell, both eternal. So once again, why do some people fear man more than the living God? So let us examine this a little bit more. A man or woman can be evil, right? Wanting, like I said before, to cause, cause harm to another person, right? Of course, Satan plays a huge part in this, you know, part in the wickedness of man. However, we can re resist the devil. And if we do resist the devil, he will flee, right? We can resist him. And in order for you to be able to resist the devil, the majority of the time, a person must give his life over, his or her life over to the Lord. Amen? So let us go to, I want to go to James 4 and 7. James 4 and 7. When you have it. James 4 and 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So once again, when you submit, when we submit our life over to Christ, we give everything to him. You give uh, whatever you, the situations that you've been through, uh, whatever's going on in your, uh, your mind, your heart, you know, your body, you may have an ailment. You may be in a relationship that is going not in the right, going in the right direction. So we submit everything to him. And once we submit everything to the to God, he will help us to overcome these obstacles. But we got to remember, we have to want to overcome. You have to want to be able to get out of the situation that you're in. And once you get out of that situation, God will help you and bring you through. Because we got to remember. God is also a God of love. He is also a God that he will help you through your situations that you're going through. Anything you're going through, if you take to God in prayer, he will work it out for you. I'm a witness to that. I'm a witness, a witness, a witness. And he will work it out for you because he is the almighty God. He's the God of all gods, you have the small, they talk about the small God. There is no other God like him. There will be none before him or after, all right? He's Omega, right? He's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end, amen? So as we look at this scripture, James 4 and 7, once again, so submit yourself, submit yourself to God. And I'm gonna repeat it again, submit, give him your all at all that you can. Sometimes, you know, everyone's different. Uh, and some people may have a little harder time submitting than others. But if you take the time to pray, read your word, you know, consecrate fast, 
and give whatever you're going through over to him, Jesus Christ will come in and let Jesus Christ come into your life. He will definitely make a difference. Amen. Gal okay, now we're going to go to, uh, I know I'm going through a lot of scriptures here, but I just want everybody to understand what this topic means. If, is everyone with me? Yeah. Amen. Okay. <laughs> Galatians. We're going to go to Galatians. We're going to go to Galatians 1 and 10. Galatians 1 and 10. Oh, I'm fighting with this mic here. Pray for me. <laughs> this mic. <laughs> We're going to go to Galatians 1 and 10. And Galatians 1 and 10 reads, For do... For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please man, men, I'm sorry, I should not be the servant of Christ. I'm going to read it one more time. Galatians chapter 1 and 10. For do I now persuade men? So persuade, you know, come on, let's, you know, you... Edging them on, you know, persuade. Am I going to persuade you to do something? You know, do this when, you know, you shouldn't be doing We shouldn't be doing it. Or God. Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. So this scripture, it's very, to me, it's very plain. I mean, do you want to please man or do you want to please God? How many want to please God? Amen. Amen. I know sometimes we have to please man. Don't get me wrong, because you're on a job. You have to do your job, right? Right? You have, to, you have to do your job. So you have no choice. You have to please man. But I'm talking about where you're going outside of the realm of doing maybe a job. Or if you have a friend, and now you're going outside of pleasing that friend. Yes, I'm going to do certain things for you. I, I want to help you out. You're in the situation. You know, maybe you need to get some money. I'll loan you some money. But then now when you're that friend is saying, you know what? So you think we can like kind of do a little scamming thing going on, you know, something like that. Or, you know, you think we can like maybe go down there and rob that store. So now when the friend is asking you that, now, now you're going out of, that's the persuasion part. So they're persuading you to do something that you know that you're not supposed to be do, doing. A man or woman of God, a child of God, knows right from wrong. I mean, a baby knows right from wrong. But I'm talking about when you're in the Lord, you know right from wrong. And you know that that situation doesn't even sound right. So let me not get involved, right? That's the persuasion part, right? But it says, or God. But now we want to please God, right? We want to do the things that we know God has called us into the ministry. I mean, uh, it took me a little while to really say, okay, I need to get up and do what thus saith the Lord. <laughs> I need to get up and start speaking in front of people. Yes, it could be a little hard, but I need to do it, right? So that's pleasing God. Yes, we pleasing man to a certain extent, but we're talking about pleasing the Lord. And then it says, uh, for if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. So if I continue to please man, then I'm not the servant of God. Because I'm pleasing man, 
but I'm not pleasing the Lord, but I am his servant. So that scripture's plain, it states plainly, I'm pleasing, I'm pleasing man, not pleasing God, then I'm not his servant. Amen? Amen, amen. So let us, we're going to go to James again, and we're going to go to James 4 and 12. James 4 and 12. When, we have, when you have it. James 4 and 12. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judgeth, 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 <laughs> judgeth, another? So there is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judgeth another? So God is the judge, right? He's the judge. He's going to be the judge in that day. Amen. Amen. He's also the lawgiver. God lays down the law. Go back into, I mean, I didn't get scriptures for that, but he gave Moses the law, right? Part of the law. There were other laws part of the Ten Commandments. So God, he is the lawgiver. So just like we abide the laws in the world, you have, when you're driving, you know you're in the 30 mile an hour zone. You know you're not going to do 65, right? Really not even supposed to do 40. But we tend to do 40. You're <laughs> not supposed to. But we tend to do that. So that's the law. You're going to abide the laws of the land. So if we're abiding the laws of the land so we won't go to jail, right? Or we won't get a fine or a ticket. So why can't we abide the laws of God so we won't go to hell, right? Because that's what it is. We want to abide the laws of God so we can make heaven our home, right? So he, we're getting back to God is able to destroy both body and soul. And it says, there is no lawgiver who is able to save and destroy. We're, they're talking about God, so there's no other lawgiver. There's no other lawgiver who is able to save and destroy. Yes, the lawyer, the attorney, I'm not saying they won't help you. Yes, they can save you. Yes, get you out of that situation. They can. However, we know that in certain situations or in all situations, we need, we need God on our side. We need the Lord because he's the only one that can get us out. Amen? He's the only one that can get us out. He really is the Lord. God Almighty. So it says, who art thou that judges another? So who are you? I mean, you, God is the judge. He's going to judge ev everyone in that day. Everyone. So God is the judge. He can save or destroy a person. That's what it's saying. God is the law. He's the law. I know I'm repeating it again. And judgment is delegated by him. Amen. It's delegated by him. It's really not delegated by man. Like you said, you have the judge, right? In the, in the world, you have the judge, you have the attorney, you have the police officer. But God is, we talk about the soul. God is the judge of our soul. So we want to make sure that we are right with him. We want to make sure we make heaven our home. Amen. Amen. Is everyone with me? Oh, I'm not going too fast. Everybody's hit with me. Amen. Amen. So we're going to go on to... Remember, we're talking about God is able to destroy both body and soul. Amen. We're going to go to Proverbs 23. 
Proverbs 23, verse 17 to 18. Everyone has it. So Proverbs 23, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 17 to 18. Let not thine heart envy sinners. So don't let your heart envy sinners. Envy, you know, you envy at one point means to be jealous. You know, have some type of jealousy. Well, I want to do what they, they're doing, but I know I'm not supposed to be doing it because I'm a child of the most high God. But be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. And saying all day, you're going to fear God. When, now we're talking about fear God, we're talking about respect for God when you're fearing. Not, oh, I, and not that you should, oh, Lord is going to just strike me down now. No, we're talking about reverence. We're talking about reverence because God is a God of mercy. He's a God of mercy. He loves us all. He's a God of judgment, but he's also a God of love and a God of mercy, and he loves us all. Amen. Okay. So it also talks about that's um, verse 17. Verse 18, for surely there is an end, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. So we were talking about, just said that envy means to be jealous. You know, well, once again, well, that person, they, they hang out, he or she hangs out all the time. They go to certain places, but they say they're saying, why can't I do this? No, you can't. Maybe they can, but they're not supposed to. But you know what the word of God states. Amen? You know what the word of God states. The Bible says to come out from among them and be ye separate. Amen? And then you should not feel that you need to... Um, also, we're talking about like uh, certain individuals acquire certain things. Uh, they could have a nice car, a nice home. Not that you can't have a nice car, a nice home, but sometimes you don't know how they have acquired it. Amen? So don't be, you know, don't be jealous. Because, listen, God will bless you, and he'll, he could bless you in maybe a different car, a different home, but it's still a blessing. It's still a blessing. And God, will make, God won't give you any old type of junk. He's not a God like that. He owns the whole, he has, the whole world. He won't give you any old thing. He's going to give you the finest, right? He'll give you the best. And we should. We should thank the Lord for what we have obtained right now. Even though it may not seem like it's as much, but we should thank the Lord. And that goes back to, you know, talking about the body and soul. I know it seems like it's a little different, but no. Because we have to thank God every day because Amen. He can. He's the one that's able to destroy the body and the soul. So whatever God's promises are to you, like once again, as his child, it will come to fruition. It will come to pass. It will. Now, some people feel that, so I prayed and I asked the Lord for something, for anything, as long as it's in within the realm of his word. I asked, I prayed, and it didn't come right away. It came, didn't come a year, didn't come two years. It came five years later. 
But God promised that he would fulfill it. It states in his word. So although it came five years later, it still came to fruition, which, mean it, which means it came to pass. Amen? It came to pass. So we know that God, he, will, he honors his word, right? He honors his word. The word of God is true. And when you read your Bible, you, you can see it coming to life. And sometimes it's not going to be right away. It's not going to be right away. But we know we have to hold on to his word. We have to hold on to the word of God. Amen. We have to hold on to it. We have to praise his name because he's worthy of all the praises. Amen. He's worthy of all the praises. I want to walk over, but I have to stand in the front because you're on live stream. But he's worthy. Amen. Amen, everyone. He's worthy of all the praises. Let's give God the praise right now. Let's give him the praise for what we have, what we're about to get, what we don't have right now. But let's praise his name. Let's praise his name. Because he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy of our praises. We have to lift him up because he's the one that made us. And we were talking about in the beginning, remember Genesis 1 and 27 uh, and Genesis 2 and 7. He formed man, right? He made him, amen, he made him in, in his own image, his likeness, amen? We are a product of the almighty God. We are, we are a product, amen? Amen. So well, let us move on. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So let us move on to the next scripture. We want to go to First Thessalonians 5 and 23. First Thessalonians 5 and 23. When you have it. Amen. That's first Thessalonians. <laughs> and it, it reads. First Thessalonians chapter five and 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you holy. And I pray your whole spirit and soul and body we preserve blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So now this is Paul, if you read this, Paul talking, if you read this particular uh, scripture. And it says, and the very God of peace sanctify. So sanctify. You want to be holy. You want God to sanctify. God of peace. He's a God of peace. Amen. Yes, we go back to, yes, he can destroy you. <laughs> we go, go back to that. However, He's a God of peace. God is a, he is. He'll give you peace. That mind or a person's mind, certain things going on in your mind, you can't, that it's just a flood of different, you know, memories of things that happen to you. But God, he'll give you peace and he'll sanctify you. He'll sanctify you. He'll, he'll make you pure and holy. W-H-O-L-L-Y means the whole man. 
Amen. The whole. Amen. And so now pray, God, your whole spirit, right? And so here we go back to body and soul, but it includes the spirit. Verse three. We're spirit, soul, and body. Be preserved. So we God wants you to be preserved, blameless without sin, blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, until Jesus returns. When, when he comes back for his church, right? How the soul of the ungodly will not return with Jesus Christ. Amen? The soul of the ungodly is not going to return. But we know those that are called to his purpose, those that have committed their lives unto Christ, they will return with him. Glory to God. Amen? So let us go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12 and 2. Hebrews chapter 12 and 2. You have it, say amen. Hebrews chapter 12 and 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I'm just going to stop right there. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Right? It, it just, it gets you because it's like we're looking onto him. He's the author. He's the beginner of, a, of, of, of us, if you want to say us, of me, of you. He's, he's, he's the author. And the finisher, yeah. you know, the end, when it comes down to that end, at that end of life, he's the end of our faith. We know that we've done what we were supposed to do in this body. Amen. Amen. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Jesus endured the cross. He went through a lot for us. Amen. We can't even imagine. We can't even fathom what he went through. But he still bared it. He still bared our sins, the sins of the world, despising the shame. It was, you know, despising the shame for taunting him, and, and he still went through. And now he is set down at the right hand, hand of the throne of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three, three, and one, three. Amen. He's sitting at the right hand of God, waiting for to come back the second time. Because he doesn't know when he's coming, Jesus. Read your Bible, and I can't remember the scripture, but he doesn't know when he's coming. Only God the Father knows. We don't know when he's coming either, but we want to be ready when Jesus comes. Amen. We want to be ready. So I, I believe before I spoke about Jesus being the author and finisher of, of faith, you know, of our faith, it's one of the messages that previously, now we know that the author is a writer, right? Who begins, right? Begins the story and finishes the story. So you have the beginning, then you have the middle, then you have the conclusion, right? Mm -hmm. He starts it, right, middle of the story, and then he finishes the story, the author. So that's Jesus Christ. And God breathes life into a person 
And he can also take away life from that person. So God breathes life. That's the, you know, the author. But then finish up. Amen. However, there is hope through the blood. There's hope. There is hope, everyone. There's hope through the blood of Jesus Christ. There is hope. We're, we're not, we, we don't have to be lost. We don't have to be lost eternally. There is hope. Amen. And cry with Christ. We can live with Jesus Christ. We live eternally with the Lord. Yes. With the Father in heaven. And not in eternal damnation with Satan. Amen. We can live with God. How many want to live with the Lord? You, how many want to live with the Lord? Amen. Amen. So we know that we want to have our life. And this is, this is serious business. We want to have our life in line. When you know when you're in school and you're on the line, right? And you're on the line, little kids that are you're on the line. Everybody's standing, right? We want to be on the line. We want to be on that line. We want to be on the line with Jesus Christ. That's the line we want to be on. Because we want to make sure that our life is living up to the word of God. Amen. So we're going to go to Ecclesiastes, and this is the pretty much the last uh, scripture. We're going to go to Ecclesiastes 12 and 7. Ecclesiastes 12 and 7. When you have it. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and 7. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was. And the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. So this scripture ties in with Genesis, Genesis 1 and 27 and 2 and 7, right? Amen. It ties in with that scripture because it's saying now after we've lived this life on this earth, after then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. And that's anyone, that's any age, we're talking about that's anyone. After we've lived, that spirit is going to go back to God. Then it'll be judged. Wherever that spirit, you know, the soul, it's going to go back. So we want to be, once again, we want to be ready. You know, if we, 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 we were formed in dust, Amen. We were formed in dust, and it says that we're going to return to dust. <laughs> that body's going to be gone. That body's going to be gone. But we want to live a holy life before God. We do. We want to, you know, we want to encourage everyone to whatever you're going through, to ask the Lord to help you. Whatever you're going through, sometimes you feel like you can't make it. But God, like I stated before, like the scripture states, rather, he's the author and finisher of our faith. And we know that you can have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, right? Mustard seed is very, very, very tiny. And everyone has a measure of faith. You got some faith there somewhere. <laughs> There's faith. There is faith that you can get up because you have faith when you sit in that chair. 
oh man, you know that chair is not gonna, you know, we hear this conversation all the time. Oh, that chair is not gonna break. We have faith. Amen. 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 Yes. So we thank the Lord. You know, and if we go over what we, you know, we kind of take a little, um, uh, not a synopsis, but let's go back a little bit. We know that we're talking about God is able to destroy both body and soul. So we have a little conclusion. We know that, yes, he's able to destroy both body and soul, but then God is also able to revive you, right? Amen. I know sometimes it seems like when we're have we have a message, it's, it seems to be like it's nothing about it's always not always. Sometimes it's like it you're always putting down someone or but no, you're preaching the word of God. That's what you're doing. You're preaching the word of God, and just like how God is able to um, once again destroy the body and soul, but he's able to revive it. He's able to revive it. He's able to put you in a place where you're able to make it another day. How many want to make it another day? <laughs> Amen. We want to make it another day, whether it's in school, whether it's at work. We want to make it another day. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. So we're going to offer up salvation to anyone that out that wants it out there in the live stream, out here in the audience where we're at in the building. So the Bible states, let the wicked forsake his way, the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and we he will have mercy upon him. Amen. Amen. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Isaiah 55 and 7. This needs to repent, repent, and accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Because God is a God, like I stated before, he's a God of love. He'll help you through anything that you're going through that sometimes you feel that you can't make it. And I know it seems that I'm repeating, but it's the truth. It's the truth. He'll help you through that situation. Once again, he'll help you through school. You may have a school project. Amen. You may have an exam you need to take, and God will see you through that. It'll be at work. You may have a project also at work. You may have to uh, counsel someone at work. You may be the boss. And sometimes when you're the boss, people think it's easy, and it's not. <laughs> it's not. They think it's easy, and it's not. And you need God's help. And if you go to him, he will help you. Amen? Amen. That if thou shalt confess with my mouth, with thy mouth, Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, and shall believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, you know that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Romans 10 and 9. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10 and 13. Amen. So we want to stand. If you can, if you can't stand, those that can stand. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come before you today, oh God, 
Lord, we ask you to forgive us, oh Lord, for any sin that we have done, oh God. Repeat this prayer. Come to my heart, oh God. Give me the opportunity to understand, oh God. Ask you to forgive me, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. For any sin, oh God, that I have committed. Help me to pray, Lord, and read your word. And be able to understand. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Truly, it's been an honor. And we always, sometimes, you know, I have to say it's an honor because God is the one that gives us, like I stated before, He gave us life. So it's an honor to stand here and be able to speak. We're able to talk. Amen. We're able to say, we, we can say words. Sometimes, some people can't speak. Some people have, they have a, uh, not, even, not even just a disability, they have an illness where they can't speak. But God has given us the ability to speak. Amen? And we just want to praise God. So let us just thank God really quickly. Let us thank him one more time. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for your word, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name, oh God. We thank you. We honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to turn the service back over into the camp. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. We thank the Lord for his mercy and his goodness. We thank you for what the Lord has been doing in the midst of us. We thank the Lord. I don't know why this crazy thing works. But we thank the Lord. One of the things uh, Oh, now it's going real well. One of the things I, I want to do is we do take the time and praise and worship God. That's what we come to church for. We come to worship God and bless Him for His greatness and His kindness. Those that's watching right now, you need to take a little time and give God praise for His mercy for you. And you need to give Him glory for taking the time out to pay your mind. Because a lot of times we want to hear good singing, we want to hear good preaching to make us feel good. But it's not about a good feeling, it's about a life changing experience where God can actually change your life and bring deliverance in your life. Bow your head to me. Father, we thank you for this service today. We ask that you touch everybody watching this broadcast today. We ask you to touch them from the crown of their head to the soul of their feet. We ask that you bring them in the open their mind. Right now, in Jesus' name, beloved, those that are watching, remember we have Bible study Wednesday night at 8.15 p.m., and Sunday service at 5.15 p.m. Until then, be blessed and enjoy the Lord.